Spotlight, Women in Jazz. I'm your host, Ava Gallo, and in this podcast, we'll be listening to various women in jazz talk about their career and adversities they may have faced as women in jazz. Today, I had the opportunity to meet with Patricia Barber, an internationally acclaimed American composer, singer, and pianist. Having won a Guggenheim Fellowship in composition and toured with Renee Fleming, Barber often crosses barriers between genres of classical and jazz. Today, we talked about her new album, Click. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Patricia Barber. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, lovely to be here with you. Uh, we, we, have had, uh, we have had no power for almost, you know, for three days. That's great. Just... Was there a storm where you are? Yeah, but yeah, there was a big storm. And um, so we, it just got, we just got it. So it's been crazy. You can't do email. I can't do anything. But, you know, yeah. I kind of liked it. 19th century existence. I, I kind of yeah. liked it. Yeah. yeah, it's always nice to have like a little break from it all for sure. Yeah. Um, so my first question for you is what got you interested in music and inspired you to pursue a career in music? Well, uh, that was pretty easy in that my parents were both musicians. My my father was a saxophonist. He was friends with Glenn Miller. He played with him off and on. He was much older than my mother. Um, and uh, my mother was a great, great singer. Um, so it just came to me that way. And, and also I had... a genetic musical talent that my sisters didn't clearly didn't have at the piano. So (laughs) when I would just walk up to the piano, I could play. And so my father would sort of teach me from there. So I started taking lessons very young. Uh, Okay. So you, Mm -hmm. did you start on the piano? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Did you ever meet Glenn Miller? That's so cool. No, no, (laughs) I'm not that old, but he was that old. (laughs) Got it. Uh, Got it. Yeah. Um, so you, you are known for blurring the lines between poetry, jazz, and art song. So how do you go about working on blurring the lines between these different areas? Do you work on each specifically before blurring the lines between them? And if so, how do you go about practicing each of them on their own as well? Um, yeah, you don't think of it that way. All you do is, all you think about is, is writing music, Mm -hmm. um, and, if you follow a through line of my compositions, and, uh, you'll see that I've been pushing the boundaries in many ways. And recently I had been wanting to expand the prescribed system of harmony mm-hmm. uh, for jazz and for the classic American songbook, which there's nothing wrong with it. Oh my God, it has given us the most beautiful music ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can it can be expanded uh, if you look to classical music and art song. Right. So I didn't think I, I don't sit down to write music thinking I'm blurring the lines now. I don't do that. I just right. sit down to write music, and if in fact that's how it appears, that that's fine. And then mm-hmm. Renee Fleming did sing my songs, and we went on tour together. So yes, I did blur the lines, but that's yeah. not. I that's just, so cool. Yeah. I just wanted to write some music. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I go to Ithaca College and um, mm-hmm. I'm studying jazz there. Uh, and they have us take like all of the classical music requirements and the jazz music requirements because they feel it's really important to be able to do both. So I think it's interesting to hear someone that like combines both of them um, and hearing you say like you worked with Renee Fleming. That's really cool. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so you just released a new album on August 6th. The album Click is an all standards album and is a long awaited successor to your album Nightclub. So I was wondering if you could just speak to your process on your new album and discuss your work on the album in general. 
Uh, Click is a compilation of tunes that we use in between uh, the original material that I write. So I have a large body of original material now, um, but it's uh, fun to stick these tunes in between sometimes to wake up the audience or to um, give them something easier so that they can pay attention again to the next song that comes along and listen to the lyrics and right. the music. Um, and this is especially important in Europe when, or outside the country, uh, Brazil or Russia, when you're playing to people who don't speak English. Mm. So they need what are hooks, you know, all of these tunes are really fun and they're full of hooks and that's why they were hits. So you have rhythmic hooks, lyrical hooks, um and it's just they're really fun to play they're easy to play and fun to play right yeah that was an interesting point about going to other countries i never thought about that you always see Uh like videos of sarah vaughn or ella fitzgerald in in sweden or wherever they are and they're like i'm sorry i don't speak your language i never thought about that how when you're writing music they probably don't understand it like so quick because it goes by usually so fast right there are some you know, there are some venues or there's some countries that are big fans like France. Mm. Also, they speak English where nor Norway, all the Scandinavian right. countries speak English well. So it d- depends where you are. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the album contains a wide array of composers such as Rogers and Hammerstein to Thelonious Monk. All the composers and songs on your album are classic. Um, classics, but I would argue the style contrast between Rogers and Hammerstein and Thelonious Monk is a pretty big one. So do you have like a favorite style of jazz that you like to perform? How was it combining all of these different styles into just one album? I think when you hear it, it will sound like one album very mm-hmm. much. So uh, it's a trio with some guest artists, Neil Alger on acoustic guitar and Jim Galloretto on tenor sax with whom we play on Monday nights at the Green Mill or we did before the pandemic mm. um so it's just gonna sound like me I, it's just they're they're all my arrangements i'm a control freak i don't go into the studio and just say let's try this i i know exactly how i want it to sound mm. um and i have a kind of a fondness for american popular music from the 60s and 70s mm. yeah it's all good great music and it all works together so well so yeah definitely um, so you were the first non-classical songwriter to earn the Guggenheim Fellowship Award. Uh, could you speak to that distinction? Uh, it was an award in composition. So composition, you know, they would normally hand it to a composer, you know, a classical composer. Um, and I sent them a proposal to do a song cycle based on Ovid's Metamorphoses. Mm. Um, and they said yes. <laughs> so there, there I had, I had, then I had to do it. Um, and that was thrilling. And that is Mythologies, which is still one of, I think, one of my favorite albums. Universal owns it. I can't get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to get my hands on it, but I think it's on, I think it's everywhere you, you look for music. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you had said earlier that you also arrange, where do you feel like that line blurs between arranging and composition i do the compositions Mm. first i don't worry about the arrangement when i'm Mm. composing and then and then i do the arrangement for the group or the soloist that i have so if it's going to be a trio i'll write an arrangement for that Mm. uh if it's going to be maybe a vocal tune with neil on guitar i'll write an arrangement for that Mm. so but 
you know, the composition comes first. First, right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so do you mind sharing some of your methods for songwriting? <laughs> you know, I don't have a tried and true method or mm-hmm. I would be happy to share it. I, uh, there is, I feel like I'm reinventing the wheel every time I sit down. I, sometimes it frightens me. I sit down and think, how did I do this? How have I done this for 30 years? How, oh my God, now what? Um, I'm just sitting here facing the piano and a blank sheet of paper. Um, there are several ways you can go about it. You can go about it with, um, if you have a strong lyrical idea, then you're going to have to decide what kind of framework you want for that. If it's narrative driven, if, if there are a lot of words, if it's completely informational or funny, um, then you, I keep the harmonic structure simple so that people can understand the words as they're you know being mm. sung quickly. Um, if it's, more of a, a poetry or if in fact I go the, with music first, I can, I can sketch out a harmonic structure and then you have to decide how, how you want to drop in the syllables for the singer, where you want to drop them in, what kind of note value you want to give to them. Uh, classical singers, you can give a much longer note value because they have a voice that suspends a tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, jazz singers, in general, don't have that as much, so the note values tend to be shorter. It's interesting, yeah. I know. For, I took jazz arranging um, last year. Took jazz arranging one and two, and I like you're saying how it's daunting. Like when you see that blank page, right? It's just like I'm like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? But it's interesting because the melody I have, I've arranged pieces that like have already been written, so it's it's interesting to hear how you can think about the melody coming first or the lyrics or or the harmonic structure because I always just do like crazy things with the chords because the lyrics are already there but I've never thought to consider like well how like what are the lyrics like should I do less with the chords because the lyrics are already there and they're good lyrics that's yeah that's interesting to think about like from a songwriting perspective I never thought about that I always find I have always found in my life that music is the master the the poetry is not the master even though you may be in love with a line. Um, if it doesn't work with the music, the music is, I, I always think of music as a being that is just going to, the piano is going to stand up and just like t- tear up yes. a piece of paper and say, you know, it doesn't work musically. Therefore it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I always, when you're working with the two of them together, I find that music is the master and, mm. and the lyrics and the poetry have to kind of hew the line the music. yeah yeah that's a good point i always love those quotes that say music speaks music is its own language that's mm-hmm. like my favorite thing to hear um so you're also a member of the american academy of arts and sciences so what's your role in that position um i don't know if i have a role i, I don't know what that role is i mean we you know there are several things you can do with mm. the academy um but you have to have the initiative to get involved in that and i haven't done that so far i do nominate other people um i have only nominated uh one so far and that was terry lynn carrington and i and she you have to wait until she gets her letter and she got her letter of acceptance so um mm -hmm. Uh, but there are a lot of things you can do i think renee might have done the music in the brain series mm. maybe with the academy and but also with kennedy center but she that was a wonderful series to do during the pandemic yeah music that's so cool i'm i'm studying speech pathology at school as well so it's like a lot of brain science 
Um, and it's always interesting to hear how music and the brain tie together. I have, I've had like seminars on that. That's really cool that there's like a big thing for that. You can see her stuff if you pull it up on YouTube. You can yeah. see the whole, she has the best scientists in the world because of course they're like, of course I want to meet Renee Fleming. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that out. That's so cool. I definitely want to watch that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. So on this album, you worked with Grammy award-winning engineer Jim Anderson, and you've worked together for 26 years which is an amazing relationship since he knows the ins and outs of your voice so well. He can really like render all of your recordings with presence and clarity. So would you be able to speak with um, speak about your long-term professional relationship with him? Yeah, it was, you know, it was a happy accident, our meeting. Uh, it was at the power station years ago for a company called Island Records. And he was the engineer. So I met him and I was, I was young and inexperienced and I was nervous. Um, and I remember saying to him, well, I think I'm hungry, so I'm going to go out for some lunch. Um, do you need me back uh, for mixing? Um, and he said, and he said, no, I don't think so. Go ahead, go ahead and go to lunch. So I went to lunch and then I came back and he had mixed, he had mixed the recording. <laughs> really quickly yeah and and i and that's how it's been ever since i don't really have to spend much of my time mixing where i see other musicians laboring and also handing the studio thousands and thousands of dollars because the hi-hat needs to sound like this or that right i don't have to do that because jim mixes it for me and now he does send me you know the outtakes he does send me the takes and what do you think do you want the voice you know this or that and i have some I may have a few suggestions, but in general, he does that for me. So I've been so lucky. So since that first meeting, we decided to do a second and a third and a fourth. And I, I've been through several record companies uh, and I've always been lucky enough to be able to get Jim. So that's great. Yeah. yeah. That's insane how fast he was able to do. I've never seen anybody mix that fast. That's well, so you know, crazy. he mixes as you record it and he almost premixes. Uh, he okay. almost premixes with me now because he knows mm -hmm. me and he knows the musicians and he almost has the board premixed. So it's wow. almost recorded, actual mixed. He could speak to that better than I. Yeah, I yeah. I don't yeah. know a lot about mixing, but I don't either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not my not my greatest talent yeah. there. I do my best, but yeah. yeah. Um, so my last question for you. Um, I've found personally that being a woman in music and in jazz brings about its own kind of difficulties. Have you ever felt challenged in the music industry or faced adversities in music specifically because you're a woman? You know, I haven't. And I would have to say, um, not only am I a woman, I'm a lesbian. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a gay woman. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think now who knows what people say behind my back, but that doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't matter any more than what people say on these long, awful threads. Right. Um, I think if anything, as a woman, I've been given preferential treatment mm. because uh, as a pianist as well, I tend to get the gig the guy doesn't get, or in the old days, that used to be the case. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I think if anything, it's the opposite. I would not mm. complain about having been a woman. I would, I would say it's been easier for me. That's interesting. Yeah. Some yeah. people, it's like very like one, one will say it's been really difficult and others will say like what you said. So it's interesting to hear the contrast. Maybe it's up to the person. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Um, well, I don't have any other questions unless there's anything else you'd like to add. No. Uh, this I will. I will add this. Um, Click is a complimentary record to hire, which we did in the same recording session. And we when we 
we toured with both of these records in the sets. So Higher is a, is a record of mostly original material that I wrote. These are the tunes that Renee Fleming and I shared, and you definitely want to hear that. So these two records go together well. Uh, okay. So yeah, yeah, kind of like a package deal. Got it. Okay, yeah. cool. Awesome. Awesome. So. Um, well, it's been so lovely speaking with you. Well, thank you. Nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to and meet you, yes. Good luck with your music study. Thank you. Yeah. You can find Patricia Barber online at patriciabarber.com or on Spotify and Apple Music by just searching her name, Patricia Barber.